Welcome to the First Love Church. We invite you to personally discover the life-changing impact of the Word of God as you listen to this message by Bishop Richard Ayi. Bishop Richard Ayi serves as a bishop in Lighthouse Chapel International, a denomination founded by Bishop Dag Hewitt Mills with over 1,500 branches worldwide. Bishop Richard currently pastors the London branch of the First Love Church, a vibrant campus ministry with young, energetic people, full of first love for the Lord. We believe this message will give you hope, light and love to strengthen you in your Christian walk. Now listen to Bishop Richard. Are you guys ready to hear a powerful testimony? Okay. Okay, so I believe you'll be blessed by this testimony. Last week, Friday, I knew the yoke-breaking service would be a life-changing one, so I set off early for church in good spirits because I didn't want to be last in line. Mercy. After being on the train for about five minutes, I realized that the card case that I kept my bus pass and bank cards in was missing. Immediately, I started freaking out and crying. I called my dad and we both prayed that the cards would be found. But at that point, I said in my heart that I was not going to church anymore. But out out loud, I said, the devil is a liar. My cards are under the blood. I will be blessed by this yoke-breaking service, whether I'm there or not. I got off the train and went back to the station, where I searched and asked and looked everywhere for my bus pass and cards, but they were nowhere to be found. I sat down to cry and called my bank to cancel my cards. Just as the banker was on the phone about to confirm my cards as lost, a man came out of the platform service area and said, Ma'am, are these your cards? I couldn't believe my eyes because I had been searching for over one hour and just when I had lost all hope, my cards were found and I was able to make it to church. Although this seems small... This one loss could have prevented me from one of the most blessed services I have ever been to in my entire life. I just want to encourage everyone that even when you've given up, God hasn't given up. Prayer works, and just as Deuteronomy 3.16 says, Be strong and of a good courage. Fear not, for the Lord thy God, he it is that doth go with thee. He will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. Amen. Amen. Are you blessed by the testimonies? All right, we have another testimony. So please put your hands together and let's welcome our sister, Selassie. Hi, everyone. My name is Selassie, and I'm in The Great Love Singers. So my testimony is about how God delivered me from the spirit of fear of failure during my second year of university. So basically, when I started first year, I, had the mind, I still had the mindset that I could go to uni and do the bare minimum or learn by trend and never ever have to learn the whole content but still pass. So obviously this didn't work and I ended up having a resit, no, a resit um, in the summer holiday because 
I didn't pass. And so I had to go against my whole education tradition of learning trends or my past papers and learn the whole content because if it was in the exam and I failed, I'll get kicked out of uni. So um, when I did the resits, by the grace of God, I passed the resits and I got into second year. And then I told myself I would never put myself in the resit situation again. So I started second year and I made sure I started revising way behind, way before any of my exams were going to happen just to avoid that situation. I made notes on every single thing. I did every single piece of content, made all my notes look pretty. And then a week before my um, first exam, I had about six or seven exams. Um, I started going over all my notes, feeling confident. And then when I looked over it, it was like nothing rang a bell. I, was, I realized that I'd spent my whole time just copying, copying out all my lectures. So at my big age, I didn't know how to learn. So um, I had a week... Um, I had a week left to basically learn my whole second year modules for six or seven of my exams. And I put myself in a situation that I was in in first year. So the fear kind of nervousness that I got in my first year um, reset came back, but this time it was a bit more intense. So um, for that rest, the rest of the exam period, um, I was acting out of fear. So I would go to the library, try and stay in the library nonstop for 16 to 21 hours, just trying to learn as much as possible. And then I wouldn't want to go home to sleep because I thought I'd oversleep. So I'd go, I'd sleep on the library tables for two, three hours, go home, quiet time, shower, come back, try and do this, um, trying to cram as much information into my head, even though it wasn't working. Um, whenever I spoke to people or compared like how much I knew, worst mistake, or stuff like that, um, I realised I didn't know enough, or whenever it took me too long to um, revise something, I realised how far behind I was. Um, I'll start shaking, like just violently shaking, and then I'll be sitting down just shaking, and then I'll be worrying because I'm wasting time, and then it'll just continue, it's just a cycle. So, um, and then another thing is that I know that I was acting out of fear because I really love food, and... Um, <laughs> During this whole period, <laughs> during this whole period, I would literally have Supermore on a Monday. And then, the <laughs> and then the next time I eat will be like Thursday evening. And that was being forced by my housemates. Like food just completely left my head. And then another thing, I don't cry. I don't ever cry. But during, um, <laughs> during this exam period, I was crying at least two, three times a day. And I didn't, even whilst I was revising, I was just crying because I knew that in my head I had already failed because it was impossible what I was trying to do. So a day before one of my exams, I messaged Bishop Richard because I was revising, but at the same time, I was telling myself, you failed, and rightly so, because I knew about 30% of that exam that was coming up tomorrow, the next day. And I messaged Bishop Richard just asking for peace of mind, and then he encouraged me and told me that my exams are going to go way better than expected, and that's all I needed to hear. So I just kept reading that over and over again, and I also... Um, listened to Bishop Dagg's prayer at the end of Good Friday service, um, the 17-minute prayer where he said, the last exam you failed will be the last exam you failed. And um, so I just kept believing that. And then by the grace of God, um, every single exam I went into, it was way better than expected, like Bishop Richard said. And um, the 40 I went into each of the exams and I knew about 40% of the whole module. And these are integrated exams, so even what I knew doesn't mean it was going to come up in the exam. But every single thing I learned was in the exam. And um, in my heart, I w even though I was praying by faith saying, yeah, I'm going to pass, I was just saying to God, just let me get 40%. I, didn't wanna <laughs> I just didn't want to fail. And by the grace, my lowest grade was 63%. And so, um, so yeah. <laughs> So um, I just really want to encourage you all to take heed and take the advice from our pastors and our bishops and the prayers that they give us because all we need to do is believe it and then it will happen practically in our lives. Amen. Put your hands together for Selassie, our powerful testimony.
Alright, are you guys ready to hear some beautiful singing? Then please put your hands together for Stella! He sows the word of God in your life every day. When you come into the house of God, Get ready to receive the word of God, oh, oh yeah. Open your heart, uh-huh, and take it all in. Decide to be a fertile ground, receiving the word. That's the only way you will be. A girl with a bad attitude Nothing that the preacher said Touched her heart that day She was on her phone Throughout the preaching Chatting with her friends Instead of listening to the word She didn't understand Anything that day That's when I knew the seed had fallen by the wayside I don't want to be a wayside ground I don't want to be a thorny ground I don't want to be a stony ground Lord, make me I don't wanna be a thorny 
sat at the back of the church one Sunday morning Right beside a man who had a stony heart He was not interested With the word of God He would not laugh, he would not smile He would not even say amen He showed no sign of being moved by the word That's when I knew I was sitting by a stony ground I don't want to be a wayside ground I don't want to be a thorny ground I don't want to be a stony ground Lord, make me a good ground A very good ground I don't want to be a Day, I sat behind three young men in the church Nothing that the preacher said Touched their heart that day They had something bad To say about everything They said the preacher didn't know the word His messages did not make sense They criticized him Throughout the preaching that's when I knew I was sitting by a thorny ground I don't wanna be a wayside ground I don't wanna be a thorny ground I don't wanna be a stony ground Lord, make me a good ground A very good ground Word of God, Jesus comes to you each and every day. What kind of heart do you have to receive the Word of God? Are you a stony ground, a thorny ground, or a wayside ground? I know you will be a good ground. And bring forth fruit a hundredfold. I don't want to be a wayside ground. I don't want to be a thorny ground. I don't want to be a stony ground. Lord, make me a good ground, a 
Sarah. Put your hands together for Sarah. Are you guys excited to be here? Are you ready for what's coming next? All right, guys. We've had singing. We've had dancing. We've had all of it. But now it's time for the best part of the service. So if you're excited, I want you to please be on your feet. Clap, jump, shout. Put your hands together for Bishop Richard Aye. Four, one. One, two, one, two. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Let us pray. Father, we want to thank you and bless your precious holy name for this blessed opportunity to be in church and to be in your holy presence, Lord. Father, I ask that your will shall be done in this service. Your will shall be done in our lives here. May we hear the word. May we receive the word. May the word fall on good hearts, Lord, not stony hearts or thorny hearts, O God. Deliver us from hardness and stubbornness, Lord. May we here receive and be blessed by your word. Thank you, Father, for this blessed opportunity that we have. In Jesus' name, I pray with thanksgiving. And everybody shall say, Amen. Amen. God bless you. Put your hands together as you take your seats. Your hand clap was very short. Hallelujah. Wow. What a blessing. What a blessing. Well, I want to continue sharing on judgment. Hallelujah. So we want to turn our Bibles to 2 Corinthians chapter number 5. Hallelujah. Are you there? Have you found 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 10? It says that for we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ. That everyone may receive the things done in his heart, sorry, in his body, according to that he has done, whether it be good or bad. So this is what the Bible says, that we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ. In other words, we are all going to appear before the judgment seat of Christ. And it's, it's not before the mercy seat or the forgiveness seat or the grace seat or the rewards seat or the seat of awards. It's the judgment seat. The name is called judgment. The seat. The name of the seat is judgment seat. That means that whoever sits on that seat, which is Christ, will be judging us. And it says that it's going to do it according, according to what you have done in your body. Whether good or bad. How many of you guys are you need mercy? You need a lot of mercy. Yeah, you need a lot of mercy. A lot of mercy. So that's why that's why we are discussing it now, so that we can prepare ourselves. Because even in your short life, 
if you analyze life, your life very carefully, you will discover that one thing you've not been able to escape is judgment. Anything you've done, there's been a result. There's always, there's always a day of accountability. There's always a day that you have to account for it. A day or a day when what you have been doing shows up. You can give all the impression you want to give. For, for instance, if you're, you're, let's say, a pastor or a minister or whatever, you can give all the stories of how you pray, how you fast, how you bind, how you do, how you do different things. All the, all the things that a serious Christian is supposed to do. You can say all the things that you do. But there will be a day, as we live here on earth, where we will see that, are you fruitful or barren? You see, barrenness has a cause. When you see someone who is not fruitful, there's a reason. There's a reason why the person can't have fruits. Not what the person says. You can see, you can, I mean, you, like someone said, talk is cheap. You can talk all the talkings and walk all the walkings. But Jesus said, a tree is known by its fruits. We'll wait for the fruits to see what type of tree you are. You can shout that you have green leaves. You can shout that you have a brown trunk. You can shout that you have thick roots. You can shout and say how deep your roots are. But we'll wait for the fruits to say how, what type of tree you are. So even in our life here, it's like, it's like someone, even, even, even in your schoolwork, you will see like even the test. You see, you, you can try. And say, look, I've been studying, I've been doing this, I've been doing that. There's a day where we see whether you have studied. Maybe you have studied, but you haven't studied in the right way. Or you haven't understood what you've been studying. Because there are people who read cover to cover, but don't understand what they're reading. How many of you have done it before? You read, you read all the notes, you read everything, but you didn't understand what you're reading. So, so you discover that's, that's, that's not learning. That's not how to learn. Because you can read. You can read and read and read and read and read. Because there are people who read. I mean, they have read everything. But, I mean, even, even uh, memory verses. Uh, scripture of the week. We're all sitting here. We said we have read it. We have read it. Then she will ask us, have you read it? Are you okay? Should we take it off? Yes, take it off. Then he says that. Then she says, stand up and say it. Then you discover that um, I'm looking for a name. I must have a name. Uh, what name is it? Okay, bad names are equal to better names, equal to uh, good names. You, you, see, you see that as you are here, what you think you are doing is not what you are doing. Within a few moments, what you thought and with the, the impression you have given yourself and everybody that I have, I have memorized the verse. I would just ask you, we have to go Ecclesiastes 7 1. We just saw it. Say it. Then you discover that, oh, I haven't actually learned it. So, life, life as a test, you can't escape judgment, which is like the proof of who you are and what you are. It will come. 
and it comes and it keeps coming at every phase every juncture of life you see you, you have to account for what you have been doing you have to some, something will show that this is who you are this is who you really are and you see at, 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 at some points in life you are not asked who you are we check what you have to say who you are we don't ask we don't, we don't ask you anything we don't ask you anything When I see the choir today, personally, it gives me a certain message. When I see them, it just tells me something. You want to know what it tells me, isn't it? No, I won't tell you. I'll say it in a pastor's meeting. Yeah, but it tells me, it just says something. Wow. That's, that's life. That's how it is. You see it, sometimes you see, you see it even in um, missionaries. You see someone go to a place. So he's a missionary, he's called. But you see, nothing is working. Nothing is happening. With stories, excuses, explanations. I mean, everything to explain that this place is a hard ground. But then, let's change. Let's change. Like a football match. Let's say, you come off. Then we say, you, do you know substitute? Yes. You go and play. And then suddenly, it's as though it's a different country. Suddenly, it's as though it's a different country. But it's, it's the person. It's the person. Yes, it's the person. And what the person has or what the person has not got. Which you can't, you can't tell. When people are walking around, you can't tell. You can't tell what they have and what they don't have. You can't tell. They themselves sometimes can't tell. So judgment, I'm using all this to explain to you that even before we get to heaven, before we get to heaven, you can see here the things, the things that some of things are quite revealing. That, oh, this is how this one is. This is the type of person that this person is. This is the type of person that this one is. This one says he's very serious, but he's not serious at all. This one says she's very serious, but she's not serious at all. This one says she loves the Lord, but she doesn't love the Lord. This one is like this, but this one says this, but they are are this. You see it here, right here. And you see, judgment, like I keep telling you, it's not a very pleasant topic, but it's a necessary subject. Necessary. That when you don't, you see, when you don't think about it, you, you, you fool your life away. You fool your life away because you feel, your people feel, I'll never get caught. I'll never get caught. I'll never be found out. But there's always a moment where this is it. It's like it's enough. It's like now it's enough. So there's a day where we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ. So before we get there, we want to prepare ourselves as a church. As a church, we want to prepare ourselves before we get there. So we are going through different, different questions and issues that will come up. It's like going to write an exam. You don't, you don't, you don't, just, you don't just read everything. Sometimes you even look at the lecturer, the person who is teaching. I don't know about your lecturers, but my lecturers, some of them, when, as they are teaching, you can tell that he himself doesn't understand what he's teaching you. 
yeah. It's like he just has to talk about this thing to fulfill the syllabus. It's like I've been through it. But I can tell he, you can tell, you can tell he doesn't know what he's saying. So because he doesn't know, he will never ask you a question about that thing because he doesn't like it. He doesn't like it. I told you about that lecturer who said the syllabus was in four parts. By the end of the semester, he's done three. So I always remember that someone asked him, that according to this, there are four parts. What's going to happen to the fourth part? And he said, he stood in front of us and said to us that, I will not ask you anything from that fourth part. Just prepare from these three areas and you'll be okay. So I remember one night, I was studying with a friend and we're going through past questions as we're working it. And we saw this question. And we noticed that it's from the fourth part. So remember we discussed it and we said, he said you won't ask a question from there. Remember we said, you know what? Let's go and ask him for the solution to this question. You may never know. You may never know. Let's do it. Let's just go and ask him. This was in the evening. For the morning, we went to his office. He said, we should come in. We stood there. He said, how can he help us? We said, sir, we have this question. We want the solution. Don't teach us. Just give us the solution. Just write the solution for us. He looked at the question and he looked at us. It was as though he had seen some aliens. He looked at the question. He looked at us. Then he said, did I not tell you that I won't ask you anything from here? We said, yes, sir, but we want to. We just want to know. Then he pointed at his printer. He said, take out an A4 plain sheet. Take one out for me. So we took it out and we gave it to him. And he scribbled the solution. It was a full paper. And I think a bit at the back also. Then, just before he gave it to us, he lifted up his two hands. The exam was the following day. He said, tomorrow, when you go, and you see this question there. And then he slapped his desk. He said, boom. Don't say I didn't teach you. Hey! <laughs> so myself and my friend, we said, look, we don't have time. Let's go. Our only sin is that we didn't tell the rest of our friends. <laughs> we went because we can't understand it. We've never been taught. The only thing is that we have a solution. So we now have to sit there and memorize, memorize the answer, memorize. We have to look at line by line like that, Me- committed to memory. Then the following day we went. Lo and behold. Lo and behold. Question number four. Boom. It was there. And we looked at our friends. They were fuming and... I just said, you know, it was the first question I answered because I had to, I have to offload, I had to offload it. <laughs> I had to offload it very fast before I forget. <laughs> I had to offload the, the solution like that. Offloaded it. I said, I'm done. I'm done. Such exercise, when you finish, when you see your friend, you just say, Charlie How? <laughs> But, you know, there are some 
questions, there are some issues that will come up when you read your Bible. You say it will come up on the day of judgment. Sometimes we waste our time on other things, but there are some things that God will ask us about. Christ on that seat. These are the things he will discuss. And he, he taught us, he taught us most of the things. But in fact, all of them, he taught us that this, this is an issue. The kingdom of heaven is like this. The kingdom of God is like this. This, like this. this, this is how it will be. That's what the first thing we, we, looked at, we looked at was your talents. You'll be asked about your talents. Those of you who can sing, you better sing for God. Because it will come up. It will come up. And when you go and it comes up, you see like that, boom. Don't say I didn't tell you. <laughs> it will come up. It will be there. You go, it will be there. You will be, you will be, you will be surprised. You will be giving reasons why I didn't sing. I didn't want to sing. I didn't, you will be giving stories. But it's like, hey, could you sing or not? Could you dance or not? If you could dance, why were you not dancing? Could you preach or not? You can't preach. Why were you not preaching? Why were you not preaching? They start telling the stories like that, like that boy was telling his stories. I was afraid and I did this. Fear is not an acceptable excuse. You can't say you are afraid. You can't even say that your, even your pastor was a wicked person, a mean person. So when you think about him, he didn't want to join in. You can't, you, you can't use any of these things. You can't use any of these things. Even today, some of us like to talk about our pastors. I told you, some mean, wicked people. So it's like because of that, you know, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do On that thing, it's not, it's, it's not an ex- acceptable reason. Why you never did what you had to do. You can't use your church. Because of the church I was in, I couldn't do this. Because of the church, I couldn't do that. Because of this person, I couldn't do this. No. No. It won't hold water. It won't. You have to use your talent. Don't be a pew warmer. A chair warmer. I just came. I've warmed the chair. Warm the chair. I finished warming the chair. I'm going. No. You'll be asked about your talent. You are thinking about uh, fornication and certain things. I think you should try and grow out of that thing. That thing that holds you back there because of that you can't serve God. You have to grow out of it. Because the questions that will be asked and the issues. So far as I go through it, I've not seen, I've not seen one that the main discussion is fornication. Or drinking. There are real issues to be discussed. Real issues. Wow. wow. So, last week we started talking, which the one we started talking about last week is what will continue today. But I think that that should have been number one. That should be the first question because that's like a compulsory question. That one is compulsory. You see, this, this, this man, this man I told you about, in the previous years, he gives four questions. You choose three. Four, you choose three. And then one is compulsory. Do you understand? One is a compulsory. So it means one is compulsory and then you choose two others. Yeah, but this, this, <laughs> sorry, I'm laughing. <laughs> because, because 
he has not caught one of the questions. If he don't, he's giving four. Four questions. <laughs> one, not that one is compulsive, one is impossible. <laughs> Men are wicked, though. People are wicked. To put a group of young boys, young boys, 19 year old boys, in a room and cause them to sweat. <laughs> And have seizures. <laughs> they gave four. One is not compulsory. One is impossible. So you don't have a choice. You have to do the three. You only have three you can do. <laughs> but thank God for a word of knowledge. <laughs> that we had the, the previous night. Thank God. That this man is a wicked man. <laughs> So, First John chapter 4. May you escape the wickedness of lectures and the wickedness of exams. May you come out gloriously. First John chapter 4. And uh, what's my verse? Can you give me my verse quickly? You've forgotten the verse. Thomas, you've become slow. What is it? What's worrying you? Is it a beloved problem? It's the breakup of my relationship. (laughs) Verse 16, verse 16. Thomas, I'll let Stella sing for you, okay? You'll be fine. Verse 16 says that. And we have known and believed the love that God has to us. God is love. This, this one is a compulsory question. Compulsory question. It's not, it's not like I don't have a talent, so maybe I'll not be asked about talents. Oh, I have one talent and somebody has five, so it will be easier. It's an easier option because I only have one talent. So when I'm asked about that talent, I can say, well, yeah, I did it. I mean, you know, some of you have smiling faces. You should use it to welcome us into church. Yeah, you should use it well because we are happy when we see your smiling faces. Tomorrow, he said, you won't do it. I saw your response. You've been caught. Of you have you have you have a sweet face you don't even need you don't even need to feel happy your face looks happy your face looks nice anybody you know it don't you know it yes like like um tamara isn't it yes don't you like her face yes yeah everybody likes your face now sister they like your face now <laughs> Yeah. This one also has a smiling face, isn't it? What's your name again? Yes, you see, she knows it's a. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The people have, they just have pleasant faces. When you see, when you see them, it's like, they are not happy, but you say they look very happy. Yes. And then Vanessa is their shepherd. Yeah. She's actually always happy. 
Even though earth, wind, and fire sometimes comes in. <laughs> okay, let's read the, the Bible. <laughs> Today you've discovered who is earth, wind, and fire, isn't it? First John chapter 4 and verse 16. It says that, and we have known and believed the love that God has to us. God is love. And he that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God and God in him. Wow. wow. So, you see, love is a very important thing. Then, verse 17, herein is our love made perfect. That we may have boldness in the day of judgment. Because as he is, so are we. No, not so shall we be. So are we. We have to, as he is, when he gets to love, as he is, that's how we have to be now. That's how we have to be now. In this world. Not that's how we have to become. When we get to heaven. When we all get to heaven. Or as we grow and mature in the things of God. Or when, or, or when they apologize to us. No. It says that herein is our love made perfect. That we may have boldness. You need, we need boldness. That's confidence in the day of judgment. Because as he is, so are we. So the boldness, the boldness comes from having love and walking in love and living in love now. Now. Did we we see that God is love? Did we see it earlier? Show us again. Thomas, Thomas, show us, show us, show us, show us. God is love. And he that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God. Not he that dwelleth in the church or a member of the church. He that dwelleth in love. To dwell is live. He that lives in love dwelleth in God. And love is not sex. Love is not sex or being romantic. I beg you. I beg you. I beg you. You are saying God is sex. Let's be serious. That's what, that's what last, last, the last time we're here, I, I talked to you about the characteristics of love. So we know what love is and how, what love is. But God is love. And then he that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God. And God also in him. As soon as you turn on the love button, or you start pursuing love, you are becoming like God. You are becoming like God because God is a lover. God is a lover. God loves. He loves. Not the sex one. And the feelings one. I can show you again. You, you see that there's, there's no feeling. There's, there's not, it's, not, it's not that. 
You can see 1 Corinthians 13, verse 4. Start from verse 4. 13, 13. It says that love suffereth long. Love is kind. Love envieth not. um, Love vaunteth not itself. Love is not puffed up. Love does not behave itself unseemly. Love seeketh not her own. Those of you are always insisting to have your way. Yeah. That is where you see that you are lacking love. When it has to be your way. When it has to be what you want. Especially in the name of I'm the head. That is, that is why you should know you are failing. Because love seeketh not her own. Wow. Love is not easily provoked. Those of you whose temper is like a dwarf. <laughs> means that it's short. Short tempered. The love thinketh no evil. Love thinketh no evil. Verse 6. Love rejoiceth not iniquity, but rejoiceth in the truth. Beareth all things, believeth all things, hopeth all things. And you see, when, when, when you're walking in love, you're very, you're, you sound more like it will work. It is possible. You can make it. When someone loves you, the person will be very encouraging towards you. The person will be encouraged. Even when you are failing, you see that this one, you have failed. The person will tell you, you have made it. The person will tell you, you, you will make it. The person will tell you, it, it will be okay. That is what usually parents have for their children. But you see, it's not enough because, it's not enough because that's what animals also have. So you need, you need to stretch that love that you have for your own biological child to somebody else's child or to other people. The way you feel about your child, you have to feel the same way about somebody else's child. That when the person is down, you can tell them, no, it will be okay. Believeth all things, hopeth all things, beareth all things, endureth all things. That is love. It can work. It will be okay. It will be okay. It will be okay. It will be okay. It will be fine. Then, charity never fails. All these things will vanish away, but charity will be there. So you see, you said when you, you go through the list and the different characteristics of love. Pastor Kevin, there's, there's a seat here for you. Come and sit with the greater love pastors. This Reverend Dr. Aki from Brazil. This is a missionary in Brazil. Yeah. This is right here next to Reverend Edmund. Yeah. Wow. You should also be a missionary. I'm sure you're a real one. No. Love, this when you go through the list, none of it is about. Did you see charity is sex? No. So, those of you who have been told, if you and if you really love me, come on and let it show. Feel it in my fingers, I feel it in my toes. 
Who have been told those things? Feel it in my fingers, feel it in my toes. If you, if you really love me, then you are under pressure. The young girl is under pressure. If you love me, you let it show. If you love me, let me see it. Come on, show me some flesh. That he's sitting there on FaceTime. Saying, take it off. Zip it down. I'll be throwing words at you. You're boring. You're not interesting. You're not exciting. Then you're feeling bad. Thinking that if I love him, if I love him, I should let it show. Produce the goods. That's a new one. No. That ain't love. It has never been love. It will never be love. It shall never be love. And it is not love. No, no, that's not love. Then let it show, do it, zip it down, produce it, produce the goods, produce the items. Let me see. Turn the camera a bit. Change the angle. Draw your curtains. Turn on the lights. That's not love. Let the Bible teach you now. That's not love. That guy is full of lust. He's full of, he's full of demons. It's demons that are speaking through his skin. That are saying that, and if you really love me. So, real love, real love come in, comes in two branches. Two branches. Love for the brethren and love for God. Do you have that? comes in two branches. Love for the brethren and then love for God. Verse 17. Hearing is our love made perfect that we may have boldness at the day of judgment because as he is, so are we in, in this world. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casteth out fear. That's another, another subject. And you have someone who is always afraid. You are with the person. The person is always afraid. That it's not going to work. You're going to leave me. Love has not been made perfect. That is, that that kind of love is immature love. Because perfect love casts out fear. A person who always demands for assurance of love. It sounds like some guys have it. It sounds more like a girl problem. But some, you see, I've, I've seen guys who have it. Who are always on the lookout. They behave like mere cats. <laughs> Where are you? What are you doing? Come here now. But 
Because fear has torment. Have you not seen that when you are afraid, you are, you are very restless? Will he really marry me? Is he going to marry me? Are you sure you will marry me? Are you sure you like me? Do you want me? I mean, you haven't called me today. I haven't heard from you today. It's, it's very tormenting. Very restless. If you love me, do this. If you really like me, you'll be, you'll be doing this by now. It's, that is not love. That is not love. You are in a relationship with a tormentor. Because the person, because fear, fear, you say fear, fear, fear is like a person because it's a demon. It has torment. He that feareth is not made perfect in love. Verse 19. We love him because he first loved us. If a man say, I love God, I love God. Do you love God? <laughs> And hateth his brother. He is a liar. <laughs> Do you love God? What's wrong with you? <laughs> For he that loveth not his brother, whom he has seen, how can he love God, whom he has not seen? And this commandment have we from him. That he who loveth God. Love his brother also. So this compulsory question that will be asked about. Has two branches. That is you'll be assessed on two fronts. Your love for the brethren. And your love for God. Your love for your neighbor. And he's saying that. He's saying, he's saying here that. If you say you love God. And you don't love your brothers. You're lying. In other words, it's not true. It's not true. Because how can you love God who you have not seen and hate your brother that you have seen? When you see God, what are you going to say? <laughs> you have not seen him before. You say you like him. When you see him, when you, when you, assuming your first experience of him is on the judgment seat. Oh, you meet him, sitting on the judgment seat as you are approaching. And you say you love him. <laughs> and your brother who is with you. You can't stand him at all. You haven't spoken to him for three years. Those of who change, you, we change friends. So then we say, well, there's nothing. There's no problem. There's no problem. There's a problem. There's a problem. Who has a friend? Who has a friend for a friend for 2016? Is it is it like a license that has expired? It's like this friendship expired in 2016. So 2017, there's a new there's a new friendship. I'm showing you that perhaps that is the leading proof that you don't like God. You actually don't like Him. So you have to be masters of the two sides. Jesus talks to us in Luke chapter 10 about our love for our brethren. Verse 30. And Jesus answering said, a certain man. Okay, let's start from verse 29 or 28. Let's see what he was answering to. And he said unto him, thou hast, no, 
Thomas, I have to pray for you. And behold, a certain lawyer stood up and tempted him, saying, Master, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? And he said unto him, What is written in the law? How readest thou? And he answering said, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy strength and with all thy mind and with end thy neighbor as thyself. So can, can you see the two things have appeared again? Love God and love your neighbor. Then verse 28 he said, and he said unto him, thou hast answered right, this do, and thou shalt live. But he willing to justify himself said unto Jesus, and who is my neighbor? That's it. So now, because like, love the brethren and love God. So I say, who are the brethren? Who are they? Who are the brethren? Who are my brothers? Who are, my, who are, they? Who are the brethren? Because someone would just say, oh, but me, I love, I love everybody. I love everybody. I love everybody. I'm okay with everybody. I'm okay with everybody. I'm all right with everybody. We just don't talk as often as we used to, but I'm okay. But I'm okay. I don't have a problem. How many sisters have spoken that way before? Yeah, we, don't just, we just don't talk as often as we used to, but we are okay. There's no problem. There's no problem. There's no problem. So verse 30 is, I'll show you who your neighbor is. And Jesus answered, said, a certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell among thieves, which stripped him of his raiment and wounded him and departed, leaving him half dead. And by chance, there came down a certain priest that way. A priest or a priest. Pastor, bishop, reverend. And when he saw him, he passed on by the other side. Have you seen a road? You're walking on a road, you see someone who is broken on this road, and then you cross to the other side. To avoid him. That's what Bishop did. And reverend. And pastor. And elder. They crossed to the other side. To the other side. He's showing us who the neighbor is. Because many people naturally gravitate away from people who are in trouble. Yeah. Have you noticed that when you're not doing well, few people look out for you? Yeah. yeah. They call you the backslider. They call you the foolish girl. They call you the silly boy. They call you the non-serious person. They move away. These are the questions will be asked. When people start failing, people start failing. Then it's like, no. So it's like, everybody likes the one that is doing well. The one that is doing well. The guy who is shining. Everybody likes it. Everybody wants to hang around him. So Jesus is showing us who, you, who the neighbor really is. The priest passed on the other side. Verse 32. And likewise a Levite. That is this one. He was born a priest. It's in his blood. <laughs> when he was at the place. He came. He, he came. And looked on. He came to check. Check. You don't want to come to church again, you see. Your old devils have come. Okay. And he went on to the other side. And he moved on. But a certain Samaritan, as he journeyed, came where he was. And when he saw him, he had compassion on him. Had compassion on him. And went to him and bound up his wounds, pouring oil and wine. And set him on his own beast and brought him to an end and took care of him. 
When you love your neighbor, you know, like Sunday morning, by now you'll be sitting in the house of the backsliding person. Get the person to get ready and walk with the person to church. That's your neighbor. That's how to love your neighbor. Not to say, foolish boy, foolish girl. And tell your friend, have you heard? He's backslidden. He's lost it. He's lost it. I hear she's got a boy. She's got a boy. He's got a girl. He's got a woman. (laughs) He smokes. He smokes weed now. He's gone back to the weed. to this. No, the Samaritan, when he saw her, bound up his wounds. You see, there are verses and messages that you can use to help restore people. Look, it's our, it's, it's our job. It's our work. It's not the work of the NHS. It's not the work of the uh, of FIFA. It's not the work of there's no, there is no institution on earth that has been given the task to restore people to God than us. It's our task. We have the ministry of reconciliation. That's the ministry we have. That's the ministry we have. That's why missionaries are very precious to us. Because that they can leave the comfort of their homes and their world and say that I'm going to another world, sometimes another language, to go and learn the language and then to minister. The only reason why the person is there is to talk to the people about God and for the people to know God. I'm sure missionaries will be great in heaven. Yeah, I think they'll be very great in heaven. Very, very, very great. And those of you who want to be missionaries, you should be serious about it. Don't let women change your mind. Yeah. Don't let, don't let a girl tell them if you're a missionary, then I'll marry. They leave her. They leave her. No, 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 no. I don't even know why you are clapping, but I mean. Don't even spend. 20 seconds with that girl. Leave her and choose somebody else. She should marry a plumber or an electrician or something like that. And live in, and live in England happily ever after. No, no, she, 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 she saw the devil. She saw the wicked person. She can't. It's not, it's not something that you convert someone to become. When you convert her, we will be here. She will bring you home. Will be here, she'll bring you home. No, I'm serious. It's not something you joke with. Tell her, oh, it's this, so it doesn't matter. You know, okay, so she seems to be warming up. No, 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 no. I've been here in this job before you came. They don't warm up. Do you know know what it means to go on missions? It's like a war, and you are going to the front line. All your marital issues that you will have here in a normal world is being transposed into a world where you don't don't even have the mind to concentrate on the feelings of a woman. So if she's not strong in herself and devoted to that cause, 
She'll be like a you will demonize her. She'll become like a demon. Never make that mistake and carry a girl anywhere. Leave her today. If she's ever suggested, I can't. Let it end. That's my advice to you. Go if you come back, I'll welcome you. I'll give you a campus church to oversee. No, I won't. I wouldn't say the whole yard. But I'm telling tell, everybody who came back was brought back by a wife. Everybody. Without exception. All of them came back because of the wife. So you haven't left and she's already giving you the hint that I don't really like this thing. It's not, it's not like mango juice. I don't like mango juice, but I can get used to it. That's not mission. It's not mango juice that you get used to. That. Now I've warmed up to it. I've, I can drink mango juice now. I will be amazed if you continue to marry that girl. I'll be amazed at you. You actually be like a child. You're like a child. You don't even know what you're doing. Maybe you're not serious. I'll, miss, I'll also be surprised if you also stay. You never, you never really wanted to go anywhere. <laughs> yeah. But I'm telling you that missionaries, oh, they are great people. They'll be great in heaven. Because they went to the strangers to, buy, to bind up their wounds and to pour oil and wine into their wounds and to carry them to a place of comfort to take care of them. That's a neighbor. That's a neighbor. Your friend, your friend who hasn't been to church for some weeks hasn't been because of you. Because you haven't been a good neighbor, a loving brother or a loving sister to that person. Because everyone you meet the person, when the person some people then they see you, you will think that. He's become an unbeliever, so he doesn't want to talk to you. No, it's, it's 99% of the time, it's out of guilt and shame. If you will stop and talk, you will discover the person will talk to you. Oh, yeah, you have to stop and talk. You say, well, hello. When you see the backslidden person, say hello. When you remember the person, send the person a message. Say, I haven't seen you in a while. I'm checking up on you. Where are you? Can we meet up and have some coffee? Can we have some whatever? I'm telling you all the things. In case you backslide one day, God forbid, and you hear from me, you know, this is what I'm doing. I'm showing you love. Because when I get to heaven, and when you also get to heaven, we'll be questioned about it. We'll be asked about it. Why did you let this person go? You were in church. You were in church dancing, pushing back the darkness. You think, you think it's how to push back darkness? You put back darkness in the life of your brother. Not by coming to the front and saying, pushing back the darkness. And then what? Lighting up the what? And then what light, what light are you lighting? And then what? No. Let's be serious. Let's be serious. Look, take the things of God serious. Don't joke with it. That's what I say something as trivial as even as who you would marry can become significant to turn to turn your calling and ministry in another direction. Another. Another. 
Just by that pretty face that you have chosen. Beautiful girl, but that's the end of your, your calling. Beautiful girl, but it's, it's over for you. Beautiful girl, chubby cheeks. Jolly plump. But it's over for you. I mean, it's actually over for you. It's actually amazing when you are talking and the reason you have why you are dropping your, your life's dream and your so-called convictions is because of a girl that you have contracted into your life. It's, it's amazing. I sit, I sit, I'm not telling you things that I haven't heard. I'm not making up stories. I get amazed because when they are explaining the reason why they can't follow what they said for years, they will follow. There are people who have said, I'm doing this. 2017 is my year of taking off into the mission field. 2017 has come. A girl has become the reason why they can't do it. Oh, yes. A girl. A girl. Chubby cheeks. Chubby cheeks, rounded hips. White teeth. And I wouldn't advise you that convert it. You can't convert it. Leave her. Leave her. A banker will marry her. We will all be in the church and be happy. No, no. Even she will be happier. I hope people understand what I'm saying. Even you, the lady, you'll be happier. You'll be happier to marry the banker, to marry the school teacher, to marry the head of maths department from um, that college. You'll be happier. Oh, you'll be very, very happy. He'll come home every night with shop from Sainsbury's. He'll bring the groceries home from Sainsbury's, from Tesco. Waitrose to you to eat. You'll still be in the church. Than to take you there. There. With mosquitoes. And dragons. And lizards and smelly gutters. No light, no running water. Your poopoo is piling up in the stain. No, no mom to run to. No dad to call. And he's devoted to the salvation of souls. He's devoted. He's devoted to the strangers that have been wounded. That are lying by the wayside. And he's giving them attention. And you are there. No. 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 You won't be happy. For your sake. Stay here. Okay. Stay here. Let's be happy here. Let him go. He will find another person. Who is happy to skip along. Who doesn't mind? I mean, somebody, it's, it's a calling. It's a calling. It's a calling. Don't add yourself to a calling that you have never been called to. You will become a curse and a problem. I hope you can hear me. Yeah. And those of you who have been blessed to hear about ministry and have gained interest in ministry before you ever marry. It's a blessing. It's your chance, it's your chance to choose properly or to shuffle. 
It's better to break up a relationship than to break up an engagement. And it's better to break up an engagement than to break up a marriage. Far better. Far. Far. What is beloved? You just, you just need to see Dr. Khan after church and say, it's over. He just say, no problem. He'll just, he'll just ask you, are you sure? Are you sure? You say, oh yes, I'm sure. Say, what is the reason? They say, oh, you know what? I really want to go on missions, but she says she's not interested in missions, and I think I don't want to disturb her life. Because you grow lean. If you follow, you grow lean. The mosquitoes and the lizards. They'll drink your blood. No, the way you don't like it, I must help you not to like it. I must help you not to like it. You shouldn't like it. You shouldn't like it. You like it at all? You like it at all? Don't like it. We won't tell you the nice things about it. Don't like it. There are lizards there, mosquitoes, and bats. Bats. No water. Your poopoo is there three weeks. You keep adding to it. Yes. Read about the real mission. Read about Adoniram Judson. Read about them. You see them. Not that, not that spouses are falling ill. Sometimes you see the spouses are dying. But they are still there. You haven't seen death. He only mentions missions. You've started convulsing. You're convulsing. Anyway, so this is your neighbor. This is how to show love to your brother. Your brother, your brother, take care of your brother. Let's t- tell the person sitting next to you that I'll look after you. I'll look after you. No, no, tell the person, let's be serious. Let's be serious. Tell the person, I'll really look after you. I like to look after you. I like to look after you. Tell us, I'll take care of you. I'll take care of you. Tell us, I'll take care of you. I'll take care of you. Tell the person, I'll be there for you. I'll be there for you. I'll be there for you. Tell the person, I pray you never backslide. But should in case per chance it happens to you, I want you to remember that I am your only friend on earth. You can you tell the person, you can count on me. Yeah, you can count on me. Count on me. You can. You can. Yeah. No, we should also count on each other. We should count on each other. In a time of trouble. In a times of difficulty. I mean, if I've had difficult times before. Yeah. You needed a brother with love. You think, you think about God. Think about the person who has back, the person you know now that has backslidden. And then think about God. What is God thinking about this person now? Do you think God is saying, go to hell? Do you think these are God's language? Go to hell. God doesn't think go to hell. He never thinks go to hell. He thinks, come unto me. Come, come unto me. 
come with your heavy burdens. Come with your heavy burdens. Come. 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 That is what the church is supposed to be like. That's what Christians are supposed to be like. That when people are heavy laden with issues and matters, they can feel. They should, they should, this is, there should be someone who, when they think about you, they should think, I can call this person. I can talk to this person. I can tell this person my problems. I can tell this person. Tell your neighbor I'm the one for you. I'm that person for you. <laughs> Let's be serious. Then so this is love for the brethren. Then the other branch, other branch, because I want to f- finish the two branches today, is your love for God. So I'm going to give you a master key, a master key that you will use to assess yourself any day, any time, whether you love God or not. Not just to sing, I love God. Do you love God? What's wrong with you? With you. Are you ready for that master key? We're close enough in two seconds. First John chapter two. Do you want to really know whether you love God? Yeah. Are you sure you want to know whether you love God? Would you like to know whether you like, you like God, you love him? If you love him, okay, we will. My little children, these things write I unto you, that you sin not. And if any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous. Wow. So why don't we use verses like this to keep our confidence towards God? That even when you make a mistake, you have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous. That Jesus, do you know an advocate? He's standing there speaking on your behalf, explaining, explaining. He's explaining for you that you'll be okay. He's explaining that you are not, you are not that evil. You're not an evil person. You see, the, the flesh, it's not easy to live in the flesh. But you, has it been easy for you to live in the flesh? Has it been easy for you? It's not easy. Karim, has it been easy? It's not easy at all. One, two, before you realize the flesh is manifested. It's not easy. It's not easy. No problem, verse two. And he's a propitiation for our sins, and not for ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. And hereby we know that we know him if we keep his commandments. He that saith, I know him, and keepeth not his commandments, is a liar, and the truth is not in him. But whoso keepeth his word, in him, verily, 
is the love of God perfected. Hereby know we that we are in him. Yeah, so that's my first verse. John chapter 14. Verse 15. If you love me, keep my commandments. If you love me, keep my commandments. If you, you say you like me, keep my commandments. Is that what we say in relationships? If you love me, come on and let it show. Then you will do what I say. Zealous brothers full of lust. Instead of going to God to pray, they start using the sister. Look, you have to be submissive. Submissive. If you love me, you unbutton those things. Just button the first three. I didn't say take all off. The first three. You should understand love for God better now. You have been using it in an unfortunate way. I mean, not you, them. Here, he's saying that if you love me, the master proof that you love God is that you will keep his commandments. If you love God, if you love God, you will do what he says. Period. If you say you love God. It's not by someone following you up and someone sitting on your neck and somebody chasing you. If you love God, you do his commandment. You see, it has to come very clear that your love for God is greater than love for anything else on earth. That nothing can stand in between you and your God. That's what I'm saying to the young men who say that they have a calling. They want to be missionaries and whatever. And then some beautiful girl is saying that she's or she has also come with an instruction. If you love me, you won't go. It's another commandment. And you also have the commandment of God that you are called. This is what you want to do. If you really love him, then if, if you really love God, we should see now. We should see, we should see your strength. And let me tell you, if you want to enter the ministry, this is the easiest step. This is the easiest test you ever have. That girl's test is the easiest, you see? The easiest. The easiest. If you can't overcome her, there's nothing you can overcome. As I watch guys, I watch young guys who are being tossed to and fro by the feelings of girls. And I say to this person, this person needs help. Not that he won't do He needs help. I wish he can receive help because a girl is now guiding you, not the Holy Spirit. You have not learned to follow the Holy Spirit and the convictions of the Spirit and to put your foot down and say, God says this. If you want, come along. If you don't want, over. 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 It must be over. For some of, some of you that I know, it must be over. 
I'm surprised, I'm surprised you, are, you are talking like U.S. talking to North Korea over issues. <laughs> it must be over by now. It's over. Hey. One sister wants, you see, these are, these, are, these are girls with conviction. Sometimes the girls have stronger conviction than the guys. One lady had a, a, a beloved like that who was trying to serve God. Then at a point, he was trying to make a U-turn. You should see her. You should see her. She said, if this is what he's going to do, then it's over. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. She said, you see, these are people with conviction. These are people who know God. You, you may say it's, it's cholerism. You may say it's not cholerism. There are some cholerics that are just rude. There's nothing more to them. But there are others who know God and have the conviction that this guy, this is, she said, this guy is going to take me out of my life's dream. I, he said, he, she said, I would rather break up than this guy causing me to settle in a world I don't want to settle in. That's a girl speaking. That's a girl speaking. That's a girl speaking. Just at the time it was happening, her pastor couldn't say, okay, break up. But I'm sure in his heart, he was saying, go girl. <laughs> oh, yes. Because I will, I, I will say leave him. I will. Because I know what it means. I know what it means to be out of the will of God. I will say leave him. He's not the last born of boys. You look at me very surprised. This is how much I value callings and commandments of God. This is how much I this is how much you must value it. Yeah. This is those of us who play games with it. It's like as though it's a game, as though it's, it's nothing. As though it's nothing. It's not it's not personal, it's not about me and you or somebody, something personal being done. You, know, you will be demonized. You will look, I mean, there's this guy in this girl's life. He will look like some useless, useless boy who can't achieve anything. She should fire him. Oh, yes. Oh, he's, going to change, he's going to change her life. You didn't know that. Or oh, you don't understand marriage. Especially what marriage means for a woman. You've welded yourself to a certain type of leadership. That cannot, will not take you anywhere because he hasn't got it. So she too, he should go and look for a nurse. Oh, school teacher. And live happily ever after in that country. That's, that's what he should go and look for because that's how, that's how far his strength can take him. He can lead nurses and teachers and uh, what do girls do? What do you do? Accounting. And then what else? What else do you do? Uh, tell me, what do you do? HR, what else? Lawyers. Don't be afraid. Tell me, what do you do? What? Sports workers. Support workers. What else do you do? Pharmacists. And then what? Doctors. Don't be afraid. What do you do? Midwives. And what else? Lotto worker. 
Social, social. Social worker, social. I heard Lotto. <laughs> social workers. No. All I'm saying is I look for an ordinary person who just goes, who just likes to go to church. Maybe singing greater love and then sit down or dance and then sit down. I mean, the is it's not an evil person. Somebody has to be in the church to sing. Some people will be around. Some people will be around. But you have the conviction this is not it. Then that person is not meant for you. And you'll be miserable for the rest of your life. You'll be miserable. You will moan and moan and moan for the rest of your life. You'll look like some very unfortunate wife. Now that you are not hooked up, Escape. Oh, yeah, escape. Escape fast. Jump out of that boat fast and say, and say, and say to God, I lift up my eyes to you from whence cometh my help. Because God will look after you. Than going by fear. If I leave, I will not get anything. Because some people marry people out of fear. They know it's wrong, but they will take it because they are afraid. So if I leave, what will I get? I know people, I know people like that who will be announcing their weddings. They, they know what I'm doing is wrong, but they are going to do it. We'll announce several weddings, so you know which one. They know, they know everything. The past, present, future, they know all about his life. All I want is to wear a ring. That's 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 scripture. It's like a curse in the Bible. It's like I must. I just need a ring on my finger. Yeah, I just need the name of a man. But it's like I'll, I'll fulfill it. If you love me, keep my commandments. I'm never going to keep the commandments of God. Yeah. You have, you have to do what God said. What did they say? What? I'm going to try. Yeah, it's a good response. You should try. I'm also trying. You have to try. Yeah, you have to try. First John chapter 5. If you love him, you keep his commandments. If you can see your relationships are on edge. I'm sorry I don't have an apology. the guys, they are even afraid to leave you anyway. So you shouldn't even be worried. They are even afraid. Even though I'm giving them advice. <laughs> Whosoever believeth that Jesus is the Christ is born of God and everyone that loveth him that begateth, that begat, that everyone that loveth him that begat loveth him also that is begotten of him. That's an interesting verse. <laughs> Notly, you, you should use it as a scripture of the week. No, let's read it again. Let's read it again. Whosoever believeth that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. And everyone that loveth him that begat loveth him also that is begotten of him. Okay, makes sense. Verse 2. By this, we know, is it, that's how you have to read your Bible when you're having your quiet time. So if you only read, you don't understand it, but you say, I've, I've, read, I've read a chapter. No, 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 no. 
You have to read it and read it till the sleep clears off your eyes. The verse makes sense to you. Don't say, uh, people ask this. So, is it every day that you have revelation when you read your Bible? That's why I say yes. That's why I say yes. There's always something to eat and something to see. When you are lazy and you're in a high, you want to fulfill all righteousness. That's why you run through and say, I've read my Bible. You see, today the Lord didn't speak. <laughs> Verse 2. By this we know that we love the children of God when we love God. Two branches and keep his commandments. What does verse 3 say? For this is the love of God. This is the love of God. That we keep his commandments. And his commandments are not grievous. The commandments of God. You see, Christians, when they hear about the will of God. Commandments of God. That we feel it's like some unreasonable instruction. No, the commandments of God are not grievous. It's not difficult to obey. It is more difficult to disobey God. It is more, that is more difficult. To disobey him. That is grievous. Like the example for the day. It will be far easier for you to break, come out of that relationship. And continue your calling and be happy. Than to stay in it and carry a sack, a sack of Stones with you across. No. That is grievous. The commandments of God are not grievous. They are not. They are not. If God is speaking to you, it's not difficult. The Bible says in the day of his power, his people will be willing. When God touches your life, he starts speaking to you. You you will enjoy what he's saying to you. You will like what he's saying. You will like it. You will, I mean, you will like it. Even if you don't like, even if you don't like it, you will discover that it is doable. You can do it. You can do it. His commandments are not grievous. But this is how we know that you love God. When you keep his commandments. God's commandments. God's commandments for you. For you. His commandments for you. What he has told you to do what he has told you to do. That is what you must be. That's what shows that you like God. What he, God, has told you to do. You. Not all of us. You. That's what shows that you love God. Do you love God? I love God. Do you love God? What's wrong with you? You must love God. You must love the Lord. You must love him. It's a compulsory question. So when you arrive there, judgment seat of Christ. Question one. Do you love God? Are you going to say yes? If you say yes, then the commandments to you will be brought up. This is what I told you to do. I told you to do this. I told you to be a missionary. I told you to be a minister. I told you to preach the gospel. I told you to win souls. What did you do? What did you do? You obeyed that one. Is it the problem I'm trying to bring your attention to is what caused the fall of man. When God came on the scene, he said, because thou hast hearkened, that is listened to the voice of your wife. That's a problem. 
underestimate all voices. Never underestimate the voice of a wife. It's a powerful voice. Yeah, it's a powerful. It's like a tsunami. You can have all the things. It, it will turn you in a direction you've never dreamt of. Watch it carefully. Before you put that ring on her finger. Because she'll turn you. She'll turn you in a direction you've never wished or prayed for. Someone was telling me not long ago. He said, he said I'm not interested in missions again because of the girl I'm going to marry. It's, it's, a, it's a voice I heard. I'm going to waking up out of a dream. The voice I heard. I have messages he has sent to me, his dreams. How he wants to go here. I've done, I've, personally, don't tell him I told you. I've done things to even like put him off. As though I'm not interested. So I don't want you to go, but I've just been watching him. To see that this is his personal conviction. And then lo and behold, he said, no, I'm not going anymore. So I said, why? The only reason is chubby cheeks, rounded hips, soft buttocks, thighs. He's got thighs. He's got thighs. The vision is is drowned. I'm telling you, it's drowned. I'm not even married to her yet. He's taking your conviction. Then when you marry, what else is going to be taken from you? Cool, I love soft spoken. But the person is ruling. Cool, nice, soft. With tears. Tears on her pillow. Pain in her heart. Second John chapter one. It's pressed. Verse six. And this is love. Do you want to know what love is? That we walk after his commandments. And this is love. That we walk after his commandments. This is love. Cliff, top question for you. Your love for God. Top compulsory question. Compulsory. Before you be asked about other things. How you treated your wife. How you treated your children. How you treated your mother. How you treated your father. How you used your talents. This, before those questions come. Top question. Do you know love? This is love. That we walk after the commandments of God. This is it. 
That's your top question. Top question. Top, top, top question. Compulsory. Compulsory. Before we discuss other things. Before we discuss other things. As I can see, young people in their 20s putting love, love for wife above love for God. Yeah. Like the way you're quiet. What are you thinking about? <laughs> I think of the compulsory question. Yeah. It's a compulsory question. It's a compulsory question. When you get a wife who is happy for you to preach, to travel and preach, you must thank God for that person. Or you never come back with troubles and this. Why? You must thank God for that person. You must, you must really thank God. Because you think everybody's, everybody's not like that. I sat with some wives once. Wives. We went for lunch. I said, I want to take you out for lunch. That's when sitting, eating. I was listening to their stories. I don't remember any of their stories. <laughs> But there's one thing that I remember. That I left that restaurant full of appreciation for my wife. Yeah. Yeah. I said, I said, God, I thank you. I thank you that this woman I have in the house, she's a good one. Because, look, everything they were describing that they were not happy about was me. I just, yeah, yeah, no, 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 I'm serious. I just sat there quietly. As though I don't understand the English they were speaking. When this one speaks, then I'll say to myself, hey, why is this not me? Don't I do this thing? And my wife has never not complained. Then this one also speaks. I said, ah, but this one, I do it. This is the norm. Then this one will speak. He said, hey, you are, you, are, you are having convulsions over this. And then when you see me, you say, hello, Bishop. Oh, Bishop. It's because I don't live with you. That's why you're bishoping me. <laughs> yeah. All the things they were describing. I was in it. As I was going, as I was sitting on the train, I was thinking, I said, hey. So, is it that my wife has friends somewhere that she tell, talks about? Or, I mean, how come she's never said anything to me? Because I'm just like that. That's how I am. I also don't do this. I also don't say this. I also don't do this. Look, one of the problems I have in my house is that my wife says when I'm traveling, I don't tell her. Do you understand? I don't tell her. It means that it means that tomorrow I'm traveling. They should see me packing this evening. They should say, "Why are you going?" They say, "Ah, but I told you." They say, "They should say, Richard, it's okay." Then I continue. But it's one of my problems. I can't. It's not like deliberately hide it, but I, I forget and I keep forgetting. And it's been years. It's been years. I'll be packing someday night. I'm going Monday morning. She does it here. So I was looking at this and I said, hey, these people, they would have sacked me from the house. <laughs> they, would have sacked, they would have sacked me a long time ago. 
They will say I'm having an affair somewhere. I'm doing something somewhere. That's why, that's why I'm not saying it. I'm secretive. I'm this. But perhaps traveling is not a big deal for me. It's not a, it's not a leading thought. I'm not saying it's a good thing. But it's, it's, it's a problem I have. Pray for me that next time I'm traveling out, I'll, I'll give her notice. Pray for me that I'll tell her. As you know, I'm going here. I'm going, I'm going here. I'm this. Because I just pack. He see me with my bag. I said, I'm going. They said, why are you going? I said, ah, why are you asking me why am I going? Then you say, it's okay. It's okay. No problem. No problem. It's okay. You see that your marriage is better than mine. You're stressing over nothing. Some of the, all of the new marriages, you stress over nothing. When I see the things you are stressing over, I say, ah, is this a problem? Is this what you call a problem? This is not a problem. This is a squirrel. It's not even a squirrel. It's a hamster. It's a pet that you keep in the house. You even feed it for entertainment. Things you are—it's not—it's not a problem. It's not a problem. But do you, do you know? Do you know why? Do you know why some of the young people feel their problem is a problem? Because the pastors, the pastors, have misled them. We've made people think that we have perfect homes, perfect, super perfect. So the slightest drop, then it's like, no, this is not acceptable. No, it is acceptable. It is acceptable. It is like when your wife wakes up, she doesn't feel like talking. It's acceptable. All of them, they don't talk in the mornings. They don't talk. They don't talk. Don't be deceived by the makeup you see in church. You see the workings. All of them, they don't talk. All don't talk. So then when you are talking to them, they are walking away. You, you, think, you think you are the first person that their wife is walking away whilst they are talking. All of them do it. They do it. They walk away whilst you are talking. Are you going to end your Christianity over that? Oh. All of them. All of them. That's why I've never been a believer of the pastor's wife should be the leader of the women. I've never been a believer of that. If she wants to be leader of the women in the church, she should justify herself. She should justify her spirituality and her calling. Because, wait, because what was the basis of choosing her? When he was choosing her, number one, he was not a pastor. He had no church, had no ministry. Number two, he chose her because she's, she's beautiful to him. Her cheeks, her hips, her displays, that is the reason. And then now God has called him, God called Abraham alone. God has called him, put him in the ministry. And then the one that is coming along now automatically becomes a pastor. Why? Why? And some of them misbehave at home. They are coming to give counsel lies. She's coming to lie in, in, to the church members. That, oh, do this. Oh, be nice. When he shouts at you, be quiet. But she is not quiet at home. She is not quiet at home. She's not 
should see the house like you are playing ping pong. You hear when you stand behind the window, you hear kick kick kick. This one talks. This one talks back. Talks all like like wipers. That's how it is. That's how the pastor's house is. And the Christian elder, that's his house. This they don't say it. When he gets to church, they'll come and be taking photos. And they give an impression like, all, all this well, all is well. We had a dinner once. This kind of end of year church dinner. I remember my table was close to the door. So I could see the people as they walk in. Then I saw this couple walking. They were trying to comport themselves. But I could see the girl that the dress she's wearing and the way her legs are coming in. <laughs> Even though when she saw me, she tried to say, this shall of this shall. That's not how you walk in that dress. You don't walk like that. And the shoes. And the guy was also behind in his bow tie, you know. So I just said, the two of you come. Come and sit by me. To this side by me. I said, there was a these are pastors. Rev and LP. I said, come. I said, come and sit. I said, there was a quarrel in the car, isn't it? Then they looked at each other. I said, it's because he got lost and you were trying to show him the way. Then she said, how do you know? How do you know? I said, I know because I've seen it many times. Many times. Me too, I'll be driving, I'm lost. And I'll be told, you are lost. And I'll say, I'm not lost. I'm not lost. Then becomes a quarrel in the car. By the time I arrive and I have to preach tension, I now have to defrost, defrost tension in my head. So as I saw you, I could tell. So I, so I said, she's feeling that you are late. You've brought her to the dinner late. I said, you are late, but it's okay. It's okay. It happens to the best of them. It's okay. Sit down, relax, drink some juice, and be happy. It happens. I'm, I said, I know. It's no word of knowledge. I didn't see a vision. I know because it has happened to me before. Not once. Many times. I'm lost, and I'm not admitting that I'm lost. And we are running late. And I'm saying, it's okay, we'll get there. <laughs> I said, don't be angry. Relax. And you see, you, because you are new, you, you feel that this would have the perfect home. So we have one experience like this. If you feel you've married a demon. What you have is an angel. Angel. Super angel. She even has wings. <laughs> She's nice, Papa. Standards are unrealistic, unrealistic, unrealistic standards, unrealistic expectations. And do you know how you know? Find out where it's leading you to. It's guiding you into sin and all kinds of problems. It's not like it's guiding you to God, to love God more and to know God more. It's, it's leading you into all kinds of problems. That's how you know that demons are leading you. You better lower that standard and accept that I'm beloved, dozing a human being or I married a human being. 
and relax and enjoy. Enjoy the human being. When she's happy, enjoy her. You can try and tell that your hair, you see the hair you did for church on Sunday, can you do it at home just for Monday? <laughs> well, stand to your feet and let's try and go home. <laughs> if you are going to love God and obey his commandments to love him is to obey his commandments are you going to do that oh, give me a wave you are going to do that Yeah, you try isn't it you try. you try I think God will give you the grace to do it close your eyes and just pray to him just talk to God that Lord help me help me to love you help me to love the brethren to love the brethren to love the brethren to love the brethren to love my neighbor to love you. Pray. Pray to him. Pray for forgiveness about the people that you are supposed to love that you have abandoned. You have abandoned. That you can go back to them. Say, Lord, I want to go back to them. I want to go and look for my friend. I have to go and look for my friend. Forgive me. I thought my friend was a sinner, but no, knowing I am the sinner. I'm the bad one. Lord, forgive me. Lord, have mercy on me. I'm going back for my friend. I'm going back for my friend. I'm going to look for my friend. I'm going to look for my friend. I'm going to find my friend. I'm going to find that one. I'm going to find that one. I'm going to bring that person back to the fold, back to the church, Lord. Ah, pray for yourself. Pray. 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 Perhaps pray for someone now. Pray. Perhaps think of somebody and pray for the person now. The Lord, may you touch the heart and the life of that person. That that one may come to you. Will come and know you. To serve you. To serve you. To serve you. Don't lift your voice and begin to pray. Just pray. Pray for a soul. Pray for a lost soul. A lost soul. A lost friend. A lost friend. A lost friend. Pray for that person. That will come and know you. And serve you. Oh yes Lord. Thank you Jesus. Thank you Jesus. Yes Lord. Yes Lord. Yes Lord. Yes Lord. Thank you Father. Thank you Father. Thank you Lord. Oh yes. Oh yes. Oh yes. Oh yes. Thank you, Lord. Mala mata laba diba kaba laba diba haba laba diba tasta. Yabladi bato lebrediste nakradisto dada. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Pray for salvation for that friend. Salvation. 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 Oh, yes, God. That brother, that sister. Lord, that you will touch their hearts that they may be saved, Lord. That they may be won over to you, won over to you, won over to you by your power, by your grace, Lord. By your power and by your grace, oh God. Oh, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord Jesus. Labradiba, Labradima, ye better, better, ye better, better, ye better, better. Masita, Labradiba, Kaba, Labadiba, Labadoba, Labadiba, Daba, Standa, Labradiba, Kaba, Klebish, Tayande, Stayando, Yanda, Stayando, Yanda, Makima, Handa, Labredo, Stamado, Stamado, Stamado. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. What a blessing. 
What a blessing. What a blessing. What a blessing. Thank you, Father. Father, we want to thank you this afternoon. Thank you for the blessed opportunity to be in your presence, to be in church, to hear your word, to hear what it means to love you and to love the brethren, Lord. Fill our hearts now, O God. Fill our hearts with love. Fill our hearts with divine love. The love that you approve of. The love that the Bible teaches. The love that the Holy Scriptures teach, Lord. By your precious Holy Spirit, fill our hearts and fill our church with love, oh God. Thank you for your blessing. Thank you for your blessing. And thank you for this blessed opportunity. Now, while every eye is closed and every head is bowed, you're here. Perhaps today is the first time. Maybe somebody invited you to church. Or maybe you've been going to church, but you backslid, you lost it. Somewhere along the line. But today you want to say that, God, I want to come back to you. I want to come back to you. I want to give my life to Jesus. I want to serve God. I don't want to go to hell. I want to go to heaven. I want to be a Christian. I want my sins to be forgiven. I want to be washed by the blood of Jesus. He will say, Pastor, pray with me. I want to give my life to Jesus. I need Jesus in my life. I need Jesus in my heart. While every eye is closed and every head is bowed. If you are here like that, you will say, Pastor, pray with me. I want to give my life to Jesus. I want to come back to God today. If you are here like that, just lift up your right hand wherever you are very quickly and I'll pray with you. God bless you. God bless you. Just your right hand. Pastor, pray with me. God bless you. I can see all those hands all over the place. Just join. You want to say, Pastor, pray with me. I need God in my life. I need God in my life. I need Jesus in my life. I want to give my life to Jesus. Don't think about anybody. Don't think. Don't imagine about anybody. It's not about, it's not about anybody. The day you die, you die alone. That day you stand before God alone. 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 Not with your friend. Not with the church. The whole church won't be there. You'll be there alone before God to give account of yourself. You know you're not sure. If you are not sure, you want to be sure today, just your right hand and I'll pray with you. Just your right hand. God bless you. God bless you. You are uncertain. You are uncertain about yourself. Just be certain about yourself today. Just make it right between you and God today. Just your right hand and I'll pray with you. It just takes a prayer. It's just a prayer and you are saved and your sins are forgiven and your sins are washed away. Just a prayer. God bless you. Just your right hand. Lift up high so I can see you. God bless you. God bless you. You have your hand lifted up. I want to do one more thing. One more thing. Wherever you are standing, I want you to come out and come to me here in the front. Come out of your seat, wherever you are. Yes, you lifted up your hand. Yes, come. From the back, wherever you are, come. Yes, come. Come. Come all the way. Was shed for me. up your hand but you want to come come now come yes lord sing it church just as i am come to jesus you're welcome to jesus
you want to sing one more time, I'm waiting for you. You want to give your life to Jesus this afternoon. Come. Come all the way. Yes, Lord. Yes, Jesus. Oh, God. For you, are you coming? Come to Jesus. Come, my dear. Come. Yes. Was shed for me. The blood was shed for my forgiveness of sins. bow your heads let's pray everybody those of you in front say this prayer after me and the whole church please help us please help us as we make this prayer together say with me say heavenly father thank you for today thank you for Jesus Christ who died on the cross for my sins and rose up on the third day say Lord Jesus please come into my heart be the Lord of my life say from today I will serve you I will live for you I will obey you say I will no longer serve Satan I will no longer listen to Satan I belong to Jesus Jesus is the Lord of my life. I surrender my life to you, Lord. So thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. Amen. Father, pray for all these precious ones. Establish them in your kingdom. By your hand. By your grace. By your precious Holy Spirit. Let them be established. Let them be established. Let them live this new life successfully, Lord. Thank you that you preserve them. You keep them. I curse every devil that is assigned to their lives. I curse that devil. I curse that agent. I destroy the works and the traps that have been set on their path, Lord. Let it be easy for them to serve you. Let it be possible for them to serve you. Let them last. Let them last. So their day they die. Let them last in the kingdom and in the faith, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. God bless you. Please receive these gifts from us quickly. God bless you all. God bless you. 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 God bless you all. Thank you for coming. Give your life to Jesus. Welcome to Jesus and welcome to church. God bless you. May go back to your seat. Come for them as they go back. Wow. 
It's time for communion. Yes, that song. Take it, this is my body. Yes, Lord. That was broken for you. A miracle is about to be given to you. Drink, this is my blood. A door is about to be opened unto you. For you. Your testimony is changing today. Whoever eats my flesh yes. and drinks my blood yes. has eternal life. Yes. yes. For my flesh is meat indeed, and my blood is drink indeed. The cup of blessing which we bless is the communion of the body of Christ. The bread which we break is the communion of the body of Christ. Oh, this is the holy meal. This is the meal of God. It will sustain you. It will heal you. It will give you life when I see the blood. Oh, 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 I will pass over you. Yes, I will. Yes, I will. When I see the blood, I will pass. Over you, oh, the cup of blessing which we bless is the communion of the blood of Christ. The bread which we break is the communion of the body of Christ. Oh, this is the holy meal. This is the meal of God. It will sustain you. It will heal you. It will give you life. When I see the blood. When he sees the blood, the blood alone, your story shall change permanently. I will pass uh-huh. over you. That shall be your testimony. Yes, I will. Yes. 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 When I see the blood. When he sees the blood. No evil shall befall you. I will pass over yes. you. Yes. I will pass over you. Yes. I will bring you yes. love. Yes. When I yes. see the blood. Expect miracles. Expect breakthroughs. Expect promotion. Expect the blessings of God. May you be blessed in your going. May you be blessed in your coming. May you be blessed in your activities. May you be blessed in your business. Be blessed in your schoolwork. Be blessed in your relationships. Be blessed in all that you do. Receive a blessing this evening. Receive a blessing this evening. Be blessed. Be blessed. Be called a blessed child. Be called a blessed child. Be called a blessed child. Because of the blood. I will give you life. Yes. Yes. When yes. I see the blood. When he sees the blood, all shall be different. All shall be different for you. I will pass all shall be different for you. Because of the blood. Father, we thank you this afternoon. Thank you for the blessing of opportunity to eat the communion. 
eat the bread which is the Lord's flesh and to drink this wine which is the Lord's blood Lord Lord as we eat and we drink of his body and of his blood we know that we shall live by Christ we shall function by Christ we shall operate by Christ it shall no longer be us it shall no longer be our intelligence our IQ our abilities, our skills, our talents but it shall be by Jesus it shall be by Jesus everything that has stood in your way drops dead today every opposition you have faced I command it removed in the name of Jesus it shall be by Christ it shall be by Christ Christ shall be your battle warrior Christ shall be the one that shall fight for you Christ shall be the one that shall pave a way for you Christ is the one that shall cause favor favor to rest upon your life expect favor expect favor where you have failed you shall be favored where you have been weak strength comes to you today expect the favor of God expect the blessing of God your testimony shall be yea though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death I will fear no evil evil shall never happen to you evil will never happen to you every possible evil occurrence is cancelled this afternoon in Jesus name be liberated from unexpected death be separated from early and untimely death be separated from every wicked attack of the enemy from diseases and sicknesses and God crashes be separated from it your path shall not be the path of evil your ways shall not be the ways of evil your choices shall not be the choice of evil I bless you with the blessings of a shepherd may you say I shall not want may your portion be green pastures may your portion be still waters may your portion be the leadership of the Lord in the ways of righteousness may you have that blessing may you have that blessing practically in your life may you say after this communion that goodness and mercies are following me expect goodness expect the mercies of God in the moment of judgment expect mercy in the moment of judgment expect mercy in the day of judgment expect mercy receive the mercies of God may you be satisfied with the mercies of God it shall be well with you it shall be well with you because of God and because of Christ it shall be well with you it shall not be because of what you have done because now you shall live by Christ now you shall live by Christ now your testimony and your life and your experiences shall be by Christ not seeds you have sown not things you have done but it shall be because of the blood when he sees the blood he shall show mercy receive mercy this afternoon receive mercy this afternoon receive the mercies of God this afternoon it shall be well with you in Jesus name the body of Christ the body of Jesus Christ
eat it. The blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus Christ. Drink all of it. Father, thank you that every evil your children are expecting because of their mistakes, because of their misjudgments, because of their activities, that evil is cancelled. Thank you for favor. Thank you for blessings. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you that you shall show them goodness. 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 Thank you, God, for healing our bodies. Thank you that for the healing of the eye. The healing of the eye. Thank you that that eye is healed this afternoon. In Jesus' name. I give you thanks. And I give you praise. In Jesus' name.